Hello, artist at Earth Four Corners. Hello, uh, Shy. Yes, hi. This is Shy. How are you? Okay. How do you know who it is? I don't. I said it's, <laughs> it's telling me that I have a call from New York. I have New Jersey. So, okay, who's uh, calling from New York? That's the first call. Well, I'm, I'm Dennis John Ferrado. You asked di- me. To- oh, Dennis. Hi, yes. Dennis. Hi. How uh, are you? Is that how you pronounce your name, Shy? Yes. Oh, yes, it's okay. Shy. Like you're shy, like someone's shy. And who's calling from New Jersey? Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm uh, actually I'm uh, actually. Uh, it's me, Mary Barnett. Hi, Shy. Hi, Mary. How are you? How are you? Oh my God! Hi, Mary Barnett. This is Mary Barnett. She's founder of. Mary, tell us a little bit about yourself. We're going to let you go first. And we have Dennis on the line. I'm so happy you guys called. Uh, Mary, tell us a little bit about you and about what your organization, your magazine, and so forth, and what do you guys have going on over there? Uh, well, the magazine it publishes the audio of Grace Cavalieri. Uh-huh. Uh, Cavalieri. And she publishes... The poet and the poem. Actually, she's the host. It's a radio show, uh-huh. and it's from the Library of Congress. And oh. she's the only one permission to broadcast her interviews with poet laureates and other famous poets wow. after the Library of Congress publishes them. And we have several prominent people, views, and Andrina Zawinski brings us invites of prize-winning poets. Wow. And I publish submissions. People send things in cold, Mm -hmm. and I publish them. And I started writing... Publishing my poetry at age 13. Oh. In St. John's Church, I read. And I've, that's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I pub, I read in Figaro Cafe mm-hmm. in Greenwich Village and the Maggot Inn much later in Greenwich Village. So, uh, uh, I'm really uh, happening, I think. I yeah, think, I think I, so. My uh-huh. husband and I are the last of the beats. Yeah, you guys are really happening. Oh, my God. I um, He knew Allen Ginsberg uh, and all of those people. That's wonderful. 
Yeah, he that is wonderful. He moved into Greenwich Village in 1965. Listen, I wanted to read you a couple of poems. Mm-hmm. Do we have time? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And then we're going to have Dennis read a couple of poems. And um, he's also a you great poet. And then you can decide first? what you want to do with him. Okay, yes, you can go ahead. Uh, Go right ahead. Okay, this is called Untitled Number Six. Mm-hmm. It was written in Mexico City in 1966. I was there alone with uh, with my boyfriend, and it says, "When we have seen the choice, it has already been made." Spreading joyous or alone in a hundred cities, I will ride this wave to the land it promises to reach. Wow. Very and, good. And uh, I have three more. Uh, I don't know if you want me to read them. Uh, yes. I can Okay, this is called Cool Ruffian, and it's from 1999, right after Amadou Diallo was killed in his doorway in New York City. Uh, A a great number of bullets were fired. Forty-one bullets were found in his body after he just reached to take his wallet out. To, to give them his ID. Anyway, the poem goes, Cruel Ruffian, Wisdom that comes from struggle, Farmhand, Nothing of his own, Not even himself. Nails a wire to the side of the barn, Attaching it to a broom handle, he slides a broken glass bottleneck over the wire, plays his homemade bass, and wails to the wailing wall of that slave owner's barn, content in the music of his soul. We free him with nothing but the clothes on his scarred back. House him in slums a hundred years more. Work him near starvation in field and factory. Burn him on crosses and shoot him down at his door. Who is the cruel ruffian? Wow. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. My poetry is very often sort of topical, mm-hmm. and then also, uh, 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 how do you say, uh, personal. I'm writing my memoirs now, which shall be all poetry. Yes, I, I have to say one thing. I was at the I Have a Dream speech. Mm-hmm. And I've always I heard Dr. King speak, and I've uh, I've always been active in the uh, civil rights movement. For us and everyone else. Oh wow! Uh, oh, now, I've I seen mean, a lot of civil rights movements on you and your husband's page. I thought it was really remarkable. Um. Oh, thank you. I I have. More should I read the one from '86 on it, so you just want to hear the last one from my memoirs? I want to hear your choice. Well, should I read both? Oh, sure. Okay, this is a sonnet, gritty on my tongue, dedicated to Charles Aznavour. He's a a French singer, one of my favorites. When last you heard me, the notes that I had sung were fresh upon my tongue, as if all life I could see, I grabbed at every possibility. I was young, full of the tune new air had brung. 
thought I could reach into eternity. Burn down now the candle's breathing flame. Gone all that I had planned. Before the crown of time I bow. Ended all that silly game. My crop drowned in an empty ocean sand. And that's from March 2014. And then uh, there's one more I wanted to read, because this is one I wrote recently. And Mm. it's very personal, and I think it's very contemporary because of the Me Too movement. Things are planned for you, dear. Surrounded by cane fields in an isolated hotel room, he hit me. Things are planned for you, dear, he snarled as he squeezed my arm. I managed to escape to the international telephone office. Waiting an agonizing length of time to make a collect call to my stepdad, an angry man who loved me in his way. He borrowed cash from the hot dog man, from whom he bought hot dogs every day for his lunch on a street corner near his office. We flew out that night right before midnight, home to another prison. British Honduras, now Belize. Having no idea, ID, still I had nothing to fear. So customs assured me all the forms would be in the trash bin in a new nation tomorrow. And that is quite literally what happened. Yeah. I wrote Mm -hmm. that this year. I'm writing uh, autobiographical poems to fill in the poems I wrote at the actual times Mm -hmm. and trying to create... Because I've had some adventures in my life that wouldn't be possible now because of the much stricter laws and when we grew up, there was no cell phones, and it was right. We couldn't be as free if if there had been. So anyway. Uh, who is this other gentleman? Can he read his poetry, please? Yes, yes, Dennis. This is Mary Barnett. This, this is Mary Barnett, and she's she's uh, founder and CEO of Poetry Magazine. And we want you. And uh, you can go ahead and read a few poems. And Dennis, tell us a little bit about yourself and your poetry and your writing, if you will. Sure. I uh, I was born in New York City, and uh, spent most of my life there. I came to uh, Texas, my wife and myself, in uh, 2013. We retired from the business. We sold books, rare Mm -hmm. books. Uh, We used to put out a catalog. And I've been writing since I was about 16. (laughs) Oh, likewise. Yes, that's wonderful. Hello, I finally got through. Yeah, I have a poem. Hello, hi! You finally got through. I finally got through. It's Diane Schmolke here from Hi, Ottawa. Diane. Diane, you're calling from Ontario. I'm so sorry about the long distance uh, situation, but I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. Um, I'm going I'm I'm to do it. <laughs> I'm so oh, happy. It's wonderful. Canada is a great country, and it's produced so <laughs> many of the famous people in this country, the United States. Yes. Actors, yes. writers, comedians. <laughs> so, uh, what is the order? Like, when are we supposed to be interviewed oh, or read or what? Yeah, right now? I'll shut up. 
Oh, Mary, you're fine. Okay, right now, that's Mary Barnett, uh, CEO and founder of Poetry Magazine. And, and we have Dennis on the line, and Dennis is telling us a little bit about himself, and then you just came through. So, Dennis, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and read a few of your poems, if you will. He, you, I know he said something about it since he was 16. Dennis, I'll let you explain. You tell us your story. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I've never I'm, done this before, you know. I've never been on online radio. Oh, wow. No, so this is a real first for me, and I'm not a young woman. I'm 73 years old now. We are, but I'm I've been so writing for most of my life. Yes, I know. You guys are famous writers, and uh, I hope to be like you, and I, 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 I admire you guys so much. Uh, with that being said, go right ahead, Dennis. Okay. okay. I, I put... I, Dennis, I Dennis, started not writing Diane. at the age of nine. Started okay. writing poetry. Okay, hold on, Dennis. We have Dennis on the line, and Diane, Diane, meet Dennis. Dennis, meet Diane. Dennis was. Uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about himself, and then you're going to go next, Diane. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Okay, great. Oh, I, I, yes, I'm a New York City boy, born and raised, and now I'm retired. I'm living in uh, San Antonio, and oh, I had oh. my had my first book published uh, about two years ago called Time on Hand. Obviously, I had the time, so I finished my book. And it, it collects 80 poems and two short stories. And this is from the book. It's called The Stranger. And uh, once myself had met a stranger swaddled in robes of gray morning in the bosom of the city, rambling through an ancient graveyard painted with the hues of autumn enshrouded in the morning fog. Couldn't get any sleep last night. I only drowse in bumpy dreams. Savage thoughts like the pounding rain, vaporizing and cracking seams. Brave heart of mine, do not take flight. Grievous thinking can make you slain. Drifting through the purple foredawn, rippling skin in the morning air. Dancing with the cordial south wind till I spun and stumbled sideways, wrestling with the mighty north wind, till I was breathless, bruised, and dazed. I watched the grape grow plump with juice, and then I plucked it off the vine. Vanishment I would introduce. True sorrow slaps the meanest blow and leaves the thickest scarlet welt for all to see and all to know. Now that stranger in the boneyard coming at me like a phantom spoke, I'm weak and I am harmless, but leave the dead once there entombed, vainly clinging ever feebly to the walls of our mother's womb. Silent as morning dew appears, his eyes went throbbing through my head. I turned and he had disappeared, fading star my silent witness, not consenting, not protesting winked down at me in ghostliness. That's, uh, uh, they wow. still have, they oh, still that's have, terrific. They still have three graveyards in New York City, believe it or not. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. I have another one here for you. Uh, page six. Okay. Uh, 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 Washington Square Park was a graveyard. Yeah, this is called African American Graveyard. This is called Sad Eyes. Our dreams are like ashes, they blow in the breeze. We chase after quickly with one life to leave. I know you from somewhere, your smile has no schemes. It sure wasn't heaven, it must be my dreams. Perhaps a warm morning so golden and fine, I stumbled to you, all drunken and blind. Did you stretch out your arms to take me inside? Did you give me your love and then let me hide? The hard ways of the world are wicked and wise, and all of its sadness lies deep in your eyes. Did I come to you screaming out of the night? Did you quiet my crying and make it all right? Ideas are like pictures that hang up to float. We watch them go by as they go up in smoke. Did I take it for granted your love I could keep when you wiped my brow and then rocked me to sleep? The tattered hand of winter smacks at my cheek. 
The windswept snow covers up my frozen feet. Will I see you again like the birds from the south? Will I see your sad eyes or kiss your warm mouth? Sad eyes, my mind keeps trying. Sad eyes, my heart keeps dying. That's it. Whoa. Oh, that's so terrific. What inspired you I to really write that? I really like that very much. What well, inspired the, you to write that, Dennis? Well, you know, we've all seen someone that we look at them and we feel like we know them in another lifetime, perhaps, or just someone, you know what I'm saying? We can relate mm-hmm. to them. We we feel them through their eyes, and they they understand us. They look right back at us, but we never see them again. Yeah. They just disappear into the crowd, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll read another one. Uh, Where the wind and rain go. When I am sad and have nowhere to go, when the faces passing by are all strange. When I seek and can't find one that I know, that's when I go where the wind and rain flow. The wind is dancing on the river, see? Going where only wind and rain can be. Traveling the compass in every which way. Spinning ever where it wants, because it's free. Wind, oh wind, oh changing wind. Rain, oh rain, oh pounding rain. Pushing, shoving, blinding wind, cleanse my soul of this awful pain as I stand and scream at the falling rain. Now the spiky river is back again, kicking up pointy little white tops, see? It is the wind dancing on the water, reaching where only the wind can be. Down by the river I hear the wind blow. It whistles the things it calls out my name. I will be going where the wind and rain go. My life will forever not be the same. Wind, oh wind, oh changing wind. Rain, oh rain, oh pounding rain. Pushing, shoving, blinding wind. Wash my soul of this awful pain as I stand and sing with the falling rain. That's it. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. I can feel that rain coming down from the rhythm of your poem. Mm-hmm. I can, I, boy, it was a real torrent, wasn't it? Yeah. And it wasn't torrent. It wasn't just intermittent showers. It right. was a torrent. Wow. <laughs> Thank you very much. And the way you, the, the way, the way you read it was so poetically inclined that we was, it was like a movie. We were all, yeah. we were just drawn in. Uh, it, it came alive. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's really nice. You've been writing for uh, poetry for how many years? For So you said for for a long oh, time? I'm 75 now, and I've been writing since I was 16, so it's a, oh. long, it's wow. a long time. And I'm working on my memoir, too. It's almost finished now. Oh, without yeah. growing up sure that. New York City. Oh. Well, Diana, Thanks. tell us a little bit about you. And what do you have for us? Are, are you talking to me? Diane, yes. Yeah, okay, right. This is so new to me. So, yes, I started writing when I was nine. And then I, I started, uh, I was rhyming verse. And then when I was 11, I found myself wanting to write blank verse. Mm-hmm. And then from blank verse, it was a very quick... Uh, segue into free verse. So I've been writing free verse for most of my life, but I also write, I also write songs. And uh, I'm a musician, so I'm a musician. Like poetry and music are my life, you know. And uh, that's really what it is. I I put out a book of poems in 2008, published by Chelsea Books mm-hmm. up in Chelsea, Quebec. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was called Fedora and Other Hats. Mm-hmm. And I've also been published across Canada and in northern New York in anthologies. Um, I was the editor of um, the Unitarian, the Unitarian, the CUC, the Canadian Unitarian Council, 
had uh, a poetry anthology running for a few years, oh, about seven years, I guess. And uh, I I had some of my poems in there, and plus I was the editor one year. And uh, I've had them in, um, I forget now the name of the fellow, Ashoka Virasinghe in mm-hmm. Ottawa. I've, I've done many readings in his events, and uh, I was published in his poetry books. I I've tried to find him. I don't know what's happened to him, but anyway, in the last couple of years. But anyway, that's... Um, I, but now most of my poetry, 90% of my poetry, is on my own webpage. I figured, you know, most of these publishers don't want to publish poetry because they don't make any money. <laughs> Unless you're, of course somebody like uh, Margaret Atwood or uh, or uh, Mary Oliver, you know. What can we what, what can we do to to make it more popular now? You know what I mean? It seems like it Well, was... I think your radio show is is a start. Mm-hmm. I never heard of, you know, online radio and the poetry reading before I met you. So Thank you. <laughs> I think this this could very well be you know, there's something I find very warm about this online radio. I, it's all new to me, but the it's personal it becomes when very, you when yes, you yes, I'm not honored you guys called in. I'm so honored. It's new, it's new to me. They came to work. me, and I, I, I wanted to do it, but I, I wasn't sure. And I, and my, my thing is, will you guys call in every week and read some poetry and meet other poets? Can we get together and just talk about it? You know, yeah. I don't want it to be a one-time thing where you guys just call in next week and say, and then go, oh well, I won't call in next week. Let's let someone else get a chance. You know, we all are online. We join it in, but we, you know, have different opinions. So I, I want you guys to continuously come and just give different opinions about different poetries. You know, and just support each other. Yes, yes. we do need to support each other. Yeah. Because being so a creative person is, is exciting, but it's also thing. a lonely life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm a composer, too, and I'm I a know very supportive husband who's who's marvelous. But, you know, it's it's um, you need to be alone to create, but you also need to have the fellowship of people who understand where, where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? <laughs> so anyway, one of the one of my poems I'm going to read talks about this and I belong to a wonderful club of women musicians that's now the club is now over 80 years old. Wow. And a few years ago we celebrated uh, a, a, an anniversary. Each year we sort of celebrate but um and we had this our meetings once a month are marvelous meetings, and I get so inspired by them. And this is one of the meetings when they, where they took a uh, one of our members took an anniversary photo, and we had performances of Bach's music, which I always find inspiring. Yes. And and uh, and it was right in the autumn, right in October, and it was a beautiful. Um, Indian summer night evening, and and I found myself writing this poem right when the music was being played, and after the um, the the photographs of uh, the group photographs were taken, and I called it the vastness of space, the intensity of nanoparticles. Hmm. So here we are. It is not just the vastness of space, but the intensity of nanoparticles which transfigure flight from lips of lakes and bleeding minor seconds. Once a chacon is laid, it becomes bedrock for showers of pitch cells which simmer upon this mantle of vibrant air mid the heat of an autumn night. It is not merely yearning for moments, but the prick of seconds which transform voices into melodic contours of spontaneous rapture. Once an anthem, 
now much more than a memnonic riddle, transforms ritual within molecular elements with the subtlety of shifting tectonic plates. A flash, several of them pierce the evening. Our eyes receive tsunamis blinding momentarily lost time. Our presence, exquisite within each of us, cellular, though we are but one organic whole within the intarsia of phrases, phases of memory, and eternity of time. That is, wow. Powerful, yes. That's very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I, another poem I have, well, I have two that kind of go together. Mm-hmm. I love Mark Chagall's art. I'm mm-hmm. very inspired by his art. And he brings out the inner child in me. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've written two um, poems. You know, Mark Chagall wasn't always, he wasn't born Mark Chagall. He changed his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was born in a little shtetl, and uh, his name was Moisha Siegel. So this poem, each line begins with one of the letters of his, the name he was born with. And the next poem begins with the name he became, that we know him by. Mm-hmm. So, Moisha Siegel, one. Mists surround golden hills of harvest in his mind's eyes over many, over many decades because it is in their dancing shapes in which graces, peasants, and animals spiral to primeval rhythms. Songs and rituals of creation celebrate life in vivid color. His memory eidetic recreated cisterns of shapes and labyrinths of meaning. Every painting is a facet of his life wherein all pasts are presences struck together in flying circuses of family and villages where goats, birds, rabbits, each thrive in their own orbit but connect also to a core of love and or truth, gradually revealing this man in many planes and places so that his humility has become loved and overwhelming. Mm. Nice. Moisha Siegel, too. Mark his words. He used the chosen few. A fishmonger's son and one of nine relentlessly enthusiastic for textures and shapes, cloistered in a shtetl until he drew lines in which paint sang. Color grew roots so deep he could taste his canvases, heaving one story into another so quickly his ideas advanced before the world could touch him. Greatness became him, and like that Asian brother with the spinning wheel, altruistic to his art, his life, and us. He lives in each graphic myth. His animals, figures, harps, and flutes liberates us to celebrate ourselves, to dance playfully. Wow. (laughs) Very well done. And then in another voice, I found... You know, there are so many thousands upon thousands of songs written that you can, like pop songs and folk songs, Mm -hmm. that you can actually make total poems almost out of the titles of the song Mm -hmm. and still have many, many titles left over. And I found by going through... Uh, fake books and playlists um, on the um, on the internet. I mm-hmm. found I could express uh, what I you know we poets are. I think prophets in a, in our own way. 
we are um observers of society and and critics of it in many ways yes that's so true uh, and be, i think it's part of the aloneness that we have that we can see mhm we can see things and hear things that many people like don't see <laughs> yeah i i think that's so true I wish I was as well-spoken as you are. And so, I wrote... Hello? Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We express to the people that can't express themselves. We can say the words for them. Yeah, yeah. And I found... uh, That's true, too. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, and I found, you know, people like the Beatles... And uh, and uh, Peter Paul and Marion and Pete Seeger, actually, I think they influenced me because I they they were also those kinds of people who could you know Bob Dylan who could mm-hmm. um, see what people ordinarily couldn't see. Exactly. So I I found my first found poem, because that's what I call them. I wrote, it was over 10, well over 10 years ago, it was in 2002. And since then I've written quite a few. Um, So people have told me I should submit them to journals and periodicals, uh, but I I definitely haven't done much. Maybe I should, I, I don't know, I need your advice on this. But anyway, this first one was called Lost lyrics found sites. Now, in every everything that is created, like whether you're Mark Chagall or or Bach or mm. Bob Dylan or you know uh, Mary Oliver or or She Ricks, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a code, you know. And people who say, "Oh, I don't like poetry. I don't understand it." You know, you can't understand it. You know. Well, you have to know the cipher. So uh, the cipher or the clue uh, to figuring out the message I actually have written in here at one point. And so it's right in the last the last section. So anyway, here we go with this uh, found poem. I do believe in magic when you dynamically populate the default value of the age select box with the age value passed to the template by the user. It is done surreptitiously surreptitiously by displaying threads. Hyperlinks are hot buttons created in MIDI sites. Don't you feel my leg within those Dardanelles? The result is need lyrics. Fathers auctioning off wives are left with daughters with folk songs to ditch and silver-mined daddies with Irelanded hair mirror tunes from the murder-free banks settled by homicidal doves. The thrill is gone. Poor old Keys of Canterbury. Even when Froggy went to court and his fine-feathered friends got him eating the spotted cow, he ended up below Mousie's window singing I'm a Hog for You, Baby, to the tune of Seneca Square Dance. Let them who first recorded I'm Saved look for Gentle Annie. I know it will result in a Spring Hill disaster. Emigrant eyes from down-home blues became more distant than ancient rain in lost Catalonia. Jed the monkey who married the baboon knows well that double-posting problem. However, black rum and blueberry pie made by the folk from the hiring fair are eaten by the lover's ghost, the preacher, and the bear. They all last for you, melancholy child, for the sweetest sounds they'll ever hear come from unquiet graves. The red herring loves the moonlight, and melodies move through the fair by the blackbird of sweet Avondale over the waterfall. Who you thought was the old maid with the blue nose was really a soldier's joy. It's no secret that gypsies born in greenfields 
become giants that will rise with the moon. Don't put a tax on them. It's no secret what God can't do. So let us go to the valley by breathing London dairy air under a Carolina moon. We could say search longingly for the Titanic, but we'd be looking for places with all the wrong loves. Do you not realize that EXE, template equals thread? Norse ballads made Spanish cavaliers of all of us. It is only in that moment when Ned of the Hill becomes a pal of mine that love won't remain a many-splendored thing, that universal soldiers won't continue to play Jacob's Ladder under the quilting party to fantasize as king of the cowboys, that we'll be able to say that like God and Greyhound, like Bogey and McCall, you're gone in a glow in old glory. And we'll request of each other new lyrics for a found harmonium to rediscover ourselves in planets, stars, and eras of space. Beautiful. That was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was so amazing. Wow. I've never... I think, you know, I think we should all get together, together and, and, and write some Broadway. <laughs> I felt the Broadway... It's like when I do plays, I, I felt like I wanted to recite that. You made me feel like Imagine myself on stage reciting that. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So, Mary, we have, so, so, Mary, uh, do you have something else you want to read for us? Because you didn't. Yeah. When you, when you. from Mary, see, because I joined late. Yeah, when you joined, Mary was already online, so you didn't get a chance to hear her. Oh. Yes, she found her poetry magazine. Oh, I love your poem. I think you have. Great strength in your poetry. Yes. It occurred to me that perhaps uh, we would uh, take a break from that, and I was curious if anybody else writes in rhyme ever. I actually write a rhyme. Uh-huh. She, uh, would you read something of your own? Uh, you go ahead and read something, and I'm going to pull up one of my rhymes right now, something that's in rhythm. Okay, this is called Mousy, and it's to Robert Burns, the famous Scottish poet. Scott poet, I should say. I think that's how they say it. Scurrying into my kitchen, a mouse fat with seed, We fed him all summer, as was the bird's need. He is, like us, their kin, an innocent beast free of sin. Like humankind, his flesh bleeds. He is the same, though smaller are his deeds. Towards the end, onward, like us, he does spin. In his death, can he really forfeit all? Always he finds a home in the rain. With his fate, he is not cross. Wow. I started reading sonnets. My husband suggested to me that I had written so much free verse that I might try the discipline of the sonnet. And for a long time, I wrote everything in rhyme. And now it's hard to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Does this um, radio show come on every week? Well, if we keep this up, yes. Wow. That's wonderful. I'd love to hear some And then there'll be poems. there'll be more guests as well. Do you mean like in rhymes like as in William Worth Smith type of rhyme poetry? Any kind of rhymed poetry. Mm-hmm. Well this one I have and uh this is this is called The Beauty of the Forest. Wow. And I wrote this um 
a little while ago, uh, probably like 2013, actually, I was still living in Florida before I moved to New York. And where I lived at is like some woods. And it's like little cute little animals. And it's just like, uh, just, just everything's so beautiful. And it was wintertime, but there's no snow there. And I'm originally from Michigan, which my mom is actually on the line now. She's from Michigan. She's still in Michigan, and she's listening in with us. Uh, so I was missing the snow, but the forest was so. But I didn't have it, so I wanted to see, write something that was just beautiful for the forest, since I didn't have snow and I was missing it. So this was called the beauty of the forest. The beauty of the forest is at nature's best. Birds, trees, where animals rest. Rocks with colors, more than I ever seen. Fresh water so clear, runs in the stream. Plants with flowers, and wild rabbits jumps high. The crack of dawn, filled with fireflies. Where magic appears, and families of deers. The chirpings of birds, as they bond. Toad pots, tadpoles and frogs in a lily pond. Beautifully strange and creepy trees, the real meaning, the real meaning of birds and the bees. Uh-huh. Through the water, through tough water, there's no force. The forest handles it with nature's course. The one place that gives and heals life itself, the beauty of the forest, don't need no help. As time continues to run its course, there's nothing like the beauty of the forest. And that's the end. <laughs> oh, very, very nice. You handled yeah. that rhyme wonderfully. I can see the forest. Yeah. Thank you. the wood. You know what I found time and time again? Uh, well, no matter how many poets I know and, and how much poetry... And how old some of the poetry is, you know. Mm-hmm. We love, we've had hard lives. It's lonely and people, you know, they they don't know how to take you sometimes. I mean, many yeah. times, right? I yeah. mean, we're not, you know, the cocktail set. And, <laughs> and yet, you know, we love nature. Nature yeah. keeps us alive. Somehow we love all our senses. We love to hear nature. We love to see nature, even a tsunami. Yeah, even when I'm, he- I'm uh, here now on Staten Island, it's a force behind me with the deers, and I'm just, I'm just in awe. Yeah. I feel my garden and everything, my garden and everything. You know, even though mm-hmm. life has been hard for many of us, but and we don't have much money, and we don't seem to make much money. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh. but you know. It, it's it's the nature, and when you hear, when I hear you people read, uh, I'm thrilled, you know, mm-hmm. because I found people like me who really love everything in nature, mm-hmm. even the yes. overwhelming. Well, <laughs> yeah. May I say something about the arts? Yes. Writing, drawing, painting, dancing. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. sort of things go back to the beginning of time. The yeah. beginning of the human race. Uh, yes. Even yes. sometimes animals make sounds and draw lines. But in the caves, people drew. And yeah. people chanted in religion. And... I'm sure that poetry goes back uh, to the beginning of mankind. Oh, People. yes, it has. They've actually proven it. They found uh, uh, writing on cables and drawings and and uh, songs. It really dates back to uh, even, um, you know, before... Um, and before Homo sapiens, you know, before Homo mm-hmm. Neanderthal man. Yes, that's the baby. Yes, yeah. In fact, a poetry uh, uh, and storytelling went way before any, like, 
ancient religious society or anything. It was right. that old. The poetry, <laughs> the stories were often told in poetry. Yes. Yeah. What'd you, you say, know? Dennis? As soon as we arrived, we started to create. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I found? We help ourselves. The music, music and poetry are like together. The Greeks had it right. Absolutely. But, uh, especially when you, when you see other primates, on my honeymoon of my, with my second husband, Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Washington because he has relatives in Washington, D.C., Washington, Washington, okay. D.C. And we went to the zoo, and I was taken with the gibbons. And uh-huh. so I began, because like, they would, would talk so much, and they sort of had this sing-song voice with each other. Mm-hmm. So I began singing to them. And you know what they did? They made harmony. Not uh-huh. human harmony, but they made harmony. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. I have, two, I have two birds, and they actually sing songs and everything with me. Yeah, of course. Don't forget, we you... are related to all these animals. Yeah. A lot of people uh, these days... Forget that we are animals. They think human beings are something different, better than animals. Yeah, we're gonna get Dennis' name here on the on the um, guest list too. (laughs) (laughs) And they're you know they they really learn an awful lot, not from us, but they figure out and they figure out how to survive. Yeah, they know how to survive. You challenge. can't survive out there. <laughs> they, they, they're so resourceful. They create something. Like I've seen crows in our backyard take a, a, um, a stronger, like uh, bo- uh, spine of a leaf, mm-hmm. uh, or um, a branch that is not not too thick but thin enough. Uh, but strong enough so that they can get to the food that they want and um in a feeder that they otherwise couldn't get or on the off the ground and they mm-hmm. take that and they put that in their mouth and in their beak and they they oh. dig the the what they want to eat out with that mm-hmm. thing that is about oh, as yeah. thick as a straw but it's strong you see There's an ape who speaks in sign language. She carries on conversations. Yeah. It's it's amazing. So I find that being with people who love, you know, to walk in the outdoors and and appreciate nature and and, uh, create from it is really, I feel at home with you. Yeah. yeah. I think kids. one sad thing that we realize now, and I think the young people realize it, is that it's possible that we could be some of the last generations of the human race. And yeah. you never know with this global warming and right. the seas rising and the temperature rising. And that means that artists always believe that their work would be read by future generations. Yeah. And we must face up to the fact that there might, might not be too many future generations. I know. We've got a really... Art. So, we have to take joy in the yeah. pure creation of it and the relationships we yes. have with other poets. Yes. And you know mm-hmm. something I've learned? Uh, that Just recently, that poetry is being used with different types of groups to really help them, one of whom are people with old people with dementia, 
And they're using poetry to help them learn to try to remember things. Oh. So they, and they learn to memorize short poems, and that helps them so they can create um, ways to remember, like, how to put on their shoes. You know what I mean? And that sort of thing. Yes, we and have that, to and another group are those with poetry does. Yeah, and another group are those uh, who are teenage addicts, drug addicts who are teenagers, uh-huh. and young people who are drug addicts. And there, there are certain poets that teach them how to get away from their addiction by loving poetry and creating poetry. Yes, I think poetry can be therapeutic. Yeah, Mm -hmm. oh, very. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, yeah. I I think poetry was therapeutic for me because I had stressful situations. Oh, yes. In my youth, and I walked them through by writing. Wow. Wow. Well, I found uh, many of us who who were born when we were born, you know, during the war, and just before the war, during the war, and just after the war, World War II I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And we had harsh upbringings. We had very hard childhoods and it was my grandfather he died when I was only four years old, three and a half he died of cancer but he taught me nursery rhymes and nursery songs and I think that was the start you know the start of writing poetry and uh, so I've always been very thankful for that but uh, I think Poetry has been a lifesaver for me, basically. And it's a way of speaking to people when you don't know how to say it any other way. The healing part. Yeah, that's true. All of us. Yeah. I've had a lovely evening, and I have to say good night to you guys. You're all wonderful. I, I wow. really yeah. well, it's been wonderful for me too. Thank well, all I you guys. Feel so energized. <laughs> thank you, thank you and guys thank so you much for reading you know, for us. Thank you for reading for us. Thank you all you guys so much. Just this shy and this artists of the earth four corners. We actually are over our hour. Oh. Uh, the sh- they oh, they love you guys so much. <laughs> We're just continuing on. Yeah. This is so amazing. So. Next week, I'm going to inbox you guys just a okay. few questions. Great. So I can have more of a format, and you know, because we basically we introduce ourselves, and then we're going to have other poets every week. But I'm I'm going to send like little uh little little things out, like you know what yeah. you know, what poem what inspired you, or you know more like what you know what's your favorite movie, what's your favorite writer, if you could write a movie, what would you write? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, uh just other things, and you guys. Have any type of uh, scenarios like that? Inbox me. Okay, okay. And I'll let my uh, poet friends know about you. Yeah, and have them call and in have and them that join the just... poets of the earth yeah. four corners. Yeah, we, we, this, and is this is our poetry. Huge audience. Okay. Yeah. Hey. And um, I'm gonna send out in a few days. Just different questions and, and things like that, and anything yeah. like any advice or tips, you guys. Uh, because you guys are um, obviously, you know, more inclined than I am, because uh-huh. of, just because of age only, you know. Yeah. So if y'all, if you can think of something that you think would be great for for the, even the younger generation, that I can post an artist of the Earth Four Corners, the, the, the magazine, the uh, like page I have, and then I'm also gonna this podcast is gonna be posted everywhere in all the poetry groups too. So they're gonna they're gonna hear hear you guys as well. Okay. <laughs> if you guys don't mind. And AI received some sort of a commercial and uh, uh, an advertisement for Poetry Magazine that I can put on good. two pages. 
That would be good too. Yeah, well, I'm Rock gonna I'm gonna really spread the word. And okay, thank you yeah. very much, and I Mary, wish I'm you all a good week. I'm gonna inbox you their names so you can free request them, and then um, I'm gonna inbox you their names, Mary. The, okay. Uh, and then that way you can get with them about what's going on in your magazine and let them know you know what poem is going to be posted and what poem they should post and how to yeah. do your format over there. So yeah. I'm going to do that after I wrap everything up tonight. Okay. Uh, for Mary, uh, uh, you guys' name. And then um, we we hope to be in Poetry Magazine as well, just like the radio station. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I oh, that corner. would be wonderful. I'm what? always looking for new directions to go in. And my husband, who's the artist and the mm-hmm. filmmaker. He's a great artist, you guys. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he does abstract art, which he says is, it, it's not painting white people. It's not painting Chinese people or black people. Oh, yeah. It's everybody. It's everybody, mm-hmm. yeah. Good night, guys. Good night. Okay, so talk to you next week, And thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Have a good week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.